0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. and in this episode, I'm gonna walk you through a case study of somebody who proactively put together a value validation project for a job that they were looking for, but I'm gonna spin it in a specific context here because more and more recently, what I've been finding myself doing is recommending the strategy of creating a proactive, permissionless portfolio to a lot of our clients and to a lot of the people who come through our audience like yourselves. And the main reason that I have people do this is because the traditional process creates such a poor opportunity for us to truly illustrate our value. There are so many past experiences that are so much more rich than the single bullet on a resume that you're forced to relegate them to. And in addition, if you're changing careers, you probably feel like you have so much potential and so many ideas, but those can't even be represented in a resume because a resume is only focused on the past. And that's exactly where this case study strategy comes into play. So let me provide some context here and a bit of an outline of what this looks like. First, it's important to note that all of the clients who come through our doors, we recommend that they come up with a list of 15 target companies. This gives them a broad enough scope to make sure that we're increasing our surface area for success and being able to generate multiple opportunities. But it's also narrow enough that we can go deep with each of these companies in the way that we need to to be successful with this case study strategy. So the next step here is to pick one of your target companies. And more likely than not, you're gonna have a couple of competitors on your target list here. And that's actually a beautiful thing for what we're trying to do. But to start, Just choose one single company on your target list here. Next, what we're going to do is research the heck out of this company. We want to understand where they are now, what their status quo is like. We also wanna understand what their goals are, what their challenges are, what initiatives they're driving for the next six to 12 months, as well as their vision for the next six to 12 months. And then having done that, we wanna dive a little bit deeper into your specific area of the business. So if you're a marketer, I want you to go through some of their marketing funnels. If you're a graphic designer, I want you to audit some of their graphic designs. If you're a user experience designer, I want you to audit and specifically look at the user experience of their platform. Platform and their products, so on and so forth for your specific job title that you're targeting. Once you've done all of that, I want you to come up with some sort of hypothesis. This could be an opportunity that they're missing out on. This could be solutions or ideas for a challenge they're facing. This could be feedback that you've gathered from their customers and insights that you wanna share from that. Those are all fair game. And then what we're gonna do here is we are going to take this and we are going to build out a case study based on all the research that you've done, the hypothesis you've created, and the research that you've done to come up with solutions and ideas. So to help illustrate this, I want to share a link that was actually sent to me by a great friend of mine. His name is Alif Huck, and he is an awesome marketer who you should absolutely look up, but he had sent this over to me because he knows I love these types of case studies and this type of job searching. So the case study sent to me was done by a guy named Callum Birch, C-A-L-L-U-M-B-I-R-C-H. If you go to callumbirch.com, you can find it very easily, but I'm also linking to it below in the show notes so you can find it even more easily. He titled this case study My 287K Per Month Kajabi Proposal. And the first few lines read exactly like this, quote, I want to work for Kajabi, but I realize that lots of other talented people do as well. So to demonstrate the kind of value I'd bring to the team, I've identified an opportunity for Kajabi to produce an estimated $286,000 in monthly recurring revenue. And I've also developed a strategy and built the initial marketing assets to exploit this opportunity for the minimum investment of time, energy, and capital. So how about that for an intro? Right off the bat, we know that this is a proposal for Kajabi to increase their revenue by 287K per month. I even think we can get a little more catchy with that title and that hook, but that's still a great start. Then we have a 10 out of 10 introduction where Calum's just saying like it is. He wants to work for Kajabi. He knows that there are a lot of other talented people who do as well and who are probably going through the traditional process. So rather than send in a resume or a cover letter and cross his fingers, he wanted to show the exact value that he could bring to the team. And he developed the entire thing out here. That's got my attention. So let's keep scrolling. First, Calum talks about the current Picture, And the most important thing that I want to note here is that Callum doesn't have all of the information. He doesn't have Kajabi site analytics. He doesn't know the exact amount of money they're making every year, but he didn't let that stop him. Instead, he just decided to make some assumptions and he was really, really open about that fact. So first, he got creative and he found a site called SimilarWeb where he was able to find an estimate for the number of visits that Kajabi gets, which is 3.2 million visitors per month. He also saw that Kajabi raised a whole bunch of money and he included that here, which is great in terms of attention to detail. And he's also making an assumption that that traffic will likely increase. So then he lays out the marketing funnel. For every website somebody visits the website, a certain percentage of those people raise their hand, a certain percentage of those people actually sign up for a trial, and then a certain percent of those people actually buy the product. And he says right here, I don't know how many drop off at each stage, so I'll make some hypotheses. And what he did was he actually went out and he found benchmarks for each of these stages. Now, are these the exact numbers that Kajabi is working with? No, but do they get the point across and allow him to show more of his value down the road as we progress through this proposal? Absolutely. So I wanna highlight that because you don't need to have all of the information at hand in order to continue with or create one of these proposals. If you don't have have some information, just make an assumption and call it out. You can say, hey, I couldn't find this imp- information, so I just made an assumption that it was X or Y or this percent, and then continue on with your math. So in this case, Cal hypothesizes that 2% of the website visitors raise their hand to opt in, 1% accept the trial offer, and 0.1% begin a paid subscription. He actually went to Kajabi's website and found the average price point of their offerings, which was $199, He made another assumption of six months being the lifetime of a customer, and so he created a lifetime value calculation, which allowed him to come up with the total amount of monthly run rate, which is $3.8 million in monthly recurring revenue. So that's his guess at Kajabi's revenue. Then he moves into the opportunity that he found. And the way that he found this opportunity was actually by using Kajabi himself. So he said, when researching Kajabi, I exchanged my email address to download a report. I also began to sign up for a trial subscription, but abandoned the process because I feared that forgetting to cancel the $199 per month subscription that I didn't need would lead to me being charged, and I didn't want that. And because this happened to me, I suspect that thousands of website visitors like me are leaking out of this exact same hole in the funnel. And you're not just losing those individual people, you're also wasting all the money that you spent to attract them because they're not converting. So this was his problem statement. This was his hypothesis that you are losing out on a whole bunch of people because your systems aren't set up to optimize for the lead capture that you could possibly be getting if your systems were optimized. And he found that again by going through this process himself. So if you have the ability to actually get in and use the product that your target company is offering... Even better, you can come up with so many different opportunities and challenges and problems just from using the product yourself and assuming that other users, other people are like you. So I wanted to emphasize that as well. Now that we've called out the problem, Callum wanted to quantify the opportunity. So he went back to the original math. He said that he estimated Kajabi has around 32,000 unconverted monthly leads. And so if we can persuade even half a percent of those 32,000 people to accept the trial offer, that's 1600 new trials per month. And if we can get 15% of those trials to subscribe, that's 240 new monthly customers, which paired with that lifetime value calculation that he did earlier, results in around $287,000 in monthly recurring revenue. So that is the opportunity. And what I love here is that Callum quantified it. He went out and he actually used real numbers to say, hey, This thing that's happening that I ran into as a potential customer of yours is costing you this specific amount of money. And no business wants to be missing out on $287,000 per month, trust me. So if you can come up with some sort of tangible illustration of the opportunity that they are missing out on or that they should capture or that this challenge that they're not overcoming is costing them, that is really what's going to sell this thing through. And you are going to get a massive, massive boost in the amount of interviews and offers that you land. So this part is really, really key, which is why I wanted to underline it. Then Callum goes into a potential solution. And basically what he's found is that through the two emails that he used to opt in, he didn't really get a bunch of communication. And the communication that he did get was an immediate pitch. Right after he signed up with one of his emails, Kajabi sent him an email that basically said, hey, sign up for a trial. And his point was, even if I did know a little bit about Kajabi, this feels really, really fast and really, really forced. So instead what if we warmed the person up instead of just hitting them with an offer? What if we had a daily email sequence that showed them the value of Kajabi? Maybe show them how to use it. Maybe show them some case studies that would provide some social proof so they could see other people like them being successful. So that was his original pitch. But then he went a step further and said, look, maybe that 14-day trial isn't for everybody. So instead, what if we create some downsells? So if somebody says no to the 14-day trial with manual billing, what if we have a downsell to send them another offer for a 30-day trial, a longer trial, but with automatic billing? And if they say no to that, what if we give them a 45-day trial and a free plan upgrade for six months if they subscribe? So now we have three different offers that we can send to the people on this list in hopes of increasing our conversion rate by finding one that's a fit for where they are now. And he actually has a great graphic that outlines all of this. Then he gets into the tactics and he actually wrote out a six-part email series that walks a prospect through a journey that they're probably experiencing themselves and shows how Kajabi could be the solution to that problem. And so he actually has all the copy for all these emails. He has them in screenshots here. You can see exactly What he's written, which is, you know, there's no better way to illustrate the value than to actually do the thing. So you can actually read the whole series here and you can see exactly what he would bring to the table. And then finally, he wraps up with how he would test this strategy. Because at the end of the day, a strategy is great, but if you don't have a way to test its efficacy, its performance, the ROI, what's the point, especially in marketing? So he actually walks through how Kajabi could test this quantitatively and qualitatively. And then they could either double down on it or they could pivot on it from there. Finally, Callum goes ahead and wraps this whole thing up with a summary of the three key points and takeaways from this entire process. And now he has an entire case study that illustrates the exact value that he would bring to the table, not only for Kajabi, but for all of their competitors as well. The beautiful part about the strategy and the 15 target company plan is that many of the companies you're targeting are likely going to be competitors of one another. So Callum could take this and he could send it to all of these contacts at Kajabi. He could email it to the CEO. He could email it to the VP of marketing. He could email it to potential hiring managers for marketing roles at Kajabi, and he'd probably get a response from at least one of them. And not only would he get a response, that person would have seen the exact value that he could bring to the table, literally $287,000 a month worth of value that he would bring to Kajabi. But the beautiful thing is Kajabi has competitors, right? Thinkific, Teachable, Kartra, LearnDash, ClickFunnels, Udemy, Patreon, all of these other competitors that Cal may want a job at. And the cool part is he can take this case study and he can send it to them as well and say, hey, look what I put together for Kajabi. I could do the exact same thing for you. And I know that you have this open role over here. So if you're interested in a conversation, let's talk. So now he can actually scale the reach of this case study that he put together. And that's why I love this process so much. Because if you spend time creating case studies, a couple of things happen. First, you own your value and you own the way that it is shared. So you are in control of the words that you use, the way it's presented, and you are in control of how much time you spend when you create the case study. Second, you create this scalable asset that is far more valuable than a resume. Again, who would you hire? Would you hire somebody who said that they were responsible for email marketing at this previous company? Or would you hire somebody like Callum who said, hey, I wanna work at your company. Here's a full breakdown of how you can add $287,000 a month. And here are the email templates and the strategy for implementing it and the ROI and the way to test it and all of this stuff. You're gonna hire the person like Callum pretty much 10 times out of 10 there. And then finally, you actually practice and hone your skills by going through this process with an unfamiliar company and having to get creative because you don't have all of the metrics, all of the data, you are honing your skills as a marketer, graphic designer, UX designer, and insert job title here, because you're actually going through the process of solving a problem, same as you would in the job. So you basically get a three in one benefit from doing these case studies. And I tend to find that they're far, far, far more effective. If you want another bonus and extra credit on top of all of this, you can actually turn so much of this into content. You can take all of the stuff that you learn, you can take the process and the journey of putting this together and you can turn them into LinkedIn posts, you can turn them into tweets and you can share them for even more visibility. So this is really like a four in one strategy. And that's why I've been finding myself sharing it with so many people in our audience, especially people who are looking to make a career change or take a step up like going from IC to manager, but may not have that traditional experience. This is one of the best ways to illustrate your experience when you don't have that experience already in your background. So I hope this was helpful. And I also hope you'll check out the full article that Callum wrote. The link is below in the show notes. It's definitely worth a look and is one of the best illustrations of value that I've seen in a while. So big ups to Callum, big ups to my buddy Alif for sending it and big ups to you for listening to this episode. I so appreciate you. I'm grateful for it. And I will see you in the next episode of the podcast.